Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza with another episode of the Your Life, Your Term show. And you know what's hilarious? About four years ago, we met, I, I mean, every year we meet people that tell us this, but about four years ago, we met people who told us the real estate market is either too high, too low, like everyone has their opinion, right? It's it's too expensive, it's about to crash, it's gonna go up or whatever, or now's the not, not the right time to buy properties. We get that a lot. And the really interesting thing is four years ago, Andre Hart, who you're gonna hear on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, started getting into real estate and he's done really well in that last four years so well that he's actually changing his entire life he's moving from milton ontario uh over to ottawa to be closer to his children um he's he's leaving his job as a toronto police officer and moving over to ottawa and you hear what he's doing now in ottawa so this is someone who just started in the real estate game four years ago and is already making a big impact on his own life with the power of properties and income properties in your life. And this isn't to say that it's all easy and it's all roses and stuff. He deals with stuff, absolutely. But the perspective on life and the perspective on investing that Andre Hart has is incredible. We are pumped to share his story. This is a Canadian right here. Actually, there is Andre, if you're listening to this, there's only one negative. He's he's a certain hockey fan that he'll explain on, the, on this podcast. But this is someone who's just like all of us, who's trying to make his own path in life and trying to figure things out. I love his approach. I love the way he researches things. We're a huge fan of his. We're absolutely thrilled to bring this story onto the podcast so we can all learn from other people going through their own journey. That's what we're trying to do with this podcast. That's what living life on your terms is about. Mastering your own journey through life, living it on your terms, getting up on the mo in the morning and doing what you want to do on your own terms. So pumped to have him. And listen, if you are listening to this and you like some of the things that you're hearing from Andre, he started with us at our introductory training class. That's a 90-minute class that we do. He checked us out that way, came and, and uh, met us through that vehicle, that training class that we do here in our Oakville offices. So if that's something you want to check out, you can register yourself, start your own journey at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's www.CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. When you register for the next class, and, and those, these classes are packed. We just had one last night. Every seat is taken, so you do have to register. Jenny or Anthony in our office will confirm your seat, confirm the date and time details and all that wonderful stuff. But you can grab a seat at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Nick, uh, we are recording. Nick, can you hear me over there? Yeah. Okay, uh, Andre, great. Are you are you there? I am here. Are you here? Listen, I'm just checking. Say someone's listening to this, and I need to see the little waves on the screen go up and down so that I know that everyone's getting their voice recorded. We are on. We are on. So, Andre, keep Whoa, the mic. Whoa, you got like a DJ voice on this thing. Do I? Oh, yeah. yeah keep well, the mic nice and close, the mic up there. Way closer. Yeah, there we go. Yes, right in front of your mouth. Now say something. Hello. There we go. That's perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. used to work in nightclubs somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> down the line. Yeah. Were you a DJ in Montreal somewhere no, at never. some point? Never. Are you sure? Absolutely. I wish. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Would have been good in my 20s. Um, yeah, who knows? Um, li listen, we have a lot of things to talk to you about. First of all, we're going to open some tequila. Um, I'm going to have some chaga mushroom tea. Okay. Because I've had a long two days. I hear And that. I can't do the tequila because right after this, 
I'll be speaking for another probably 90 minutes or so. Okay. So I don't know if tequila is appropriate, although this tequila that you're about to enjoy mm-hmm. is Don Julio 1942. I don't even think you can buy this in the country of Canada right now because LCBO seems to carry about 10 bottles in the country total at a time. And I don't think they've had it for a long time. It feels like I haven't seen I it. I used to stock their their kind of stock online, stock their stock. And uh, yeah, at best my understanding is they're not even carrying it anymore because it's just it's off the site completely. It used to be there. But so when, when some bottles came in to a couple of LCBOs around here, we went and we kind of cleared them out because we... Uh, I never was. We're huge tequila fans. But it's just a little fad that we're on, but it's pretty good. It is good stuff. Are you serving it to them nice and warm though? Yeah, yeah. That's it is better. A little bit chilled. To yeah. It, it it really is a little smoother when it's chilled. Okay. Well, but this is good. But it's still pretty a, good. I'm not a tequila expert. Oh, this but is great. I've been listening like, to you talk about your tequilas for so long that oh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna enjoy this. This one. tequila is some of the best tequila. I mean, when you in downtown Toronto, if a restaurant has it, you're paying at least. 20 bucks, usually 30 bucks. And I think, yeah, in, I was going to say 25 to 30 Greenwich bucks. Greenwich Village shop. in Manhattan, a we shop. paid like, I think we paid 30 US or 50 US, something ridiculous. I don't know. We got there, we were in New York and we looked at the menu and we, we said, oh my gosh, they have Don Julio 1942. And then we looked at the price, we're like, all right, forget it. We're not going to pay that. Yeah. And then we had a couple other, I think, couple margaritas. margaritas. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, oh my God, let's get the Don Julio. Bring the bottle. <laughs> so, okay. uh, there you go. You know what? I didn't have a. You don't have a chaser of any sort. I don't. You need don't a chaser. need it. No. 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 You just sip it. You don't have to. It's not like you have to take that as a shot. You could just sip it. Let's see if you survive. Here he goes. He's having it. He's having it. Whoa! Just... Well, there we go. Oh. It does. Oh, it is you smooth. took that pretty easy. It's actually very smooth. Wow. I, I, I expected tequila to be like you know when you're well, 16. Well, normally it is. Yeah. yeah. Like grab bad tequila. Yeah. Because you're that, trying. You're trying to drink the worm. Whoa! That, well, it's gone. He's, it's gone. It, Andre's serious. So listen. Really good, actually. It's smooth. Usually it's. Tequila. If it's yeah. and if it's cold, if I serve that to you cold, yeah. which oh, some then, tequila then is, drinkers then dangerous because then you're just like, wow, this is really good, and it's. A, I'll be calling a an Uber to get back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you're taking Uber, we you could just keep drinking the bottle. Here. <laughs> no, but no. Listen, listen thank uh, you. I know you just cracked this bottle open, so thank you very much for uh, letting me be the first one to try it. No, well, now that you had that one so quick, we're gonna have to pour you another one in a second. But listen, um, this this Don Julio. Some people will think it's blasphemy if we serve it to you cold. Because okay. that quality of tequila, people think, you know, you should be just drinking that nice, straight, just like it is, room temperature, so yeah. you can enjoy the flavor. I think flavors. they're okay with it chill. Like even in Mexico, because we were just there for someone's wedding. Yeah. And uh, I think they're okay with it chilled, but if you, like, freeze it, it just takes away all the flavor. So they're like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. There's just no uh, bitter, you know, like that aftertaste. You know, you, yeah. no chaser needed. You know, this. I knew I liked you, and now that you share this and uh, this about the tequila, I'm just liking you even more. Perfect. But listen, Why don't I, you wait, make him a coffee and see what he says about no, your coffee, listen, too? listen, it's one step at a time, because <laughs> we don't have the good coffee machine in the office. We have an espresso machine, which I figure, I figure it's tainted with, I think, still some opioids of some sort. Anyway. I'll have to come back to the new office and try it. Yes, out. because we're going to have a proper machine. No, but there's something I wanted to mention that we like you, but then on the flip side, there's another side to the coin because you walked in here and you kind of <laughs> laughed, you, you laughed a little bit and you said, oh, how about those leaves, eh? And, no, and, and I then I said I was I, sh- I was going to come in wearing my, le- my, my Habs jersey on, but I thought that would not be appropriate. You thought because they didn't make the because playoffs that it just... I just thought because your team lost last night, but because my team did not make the playoff either, obviously, I can't. 
laugh. Yeah, yeah. Too I, much. I, uh, yeah. I'm just getting over it now. Ask Nick. I was fuming last night. Oh my I was, god! I, I should was, read you the, the, I was the, the 45 straight text messages was, about Mike Babcock I, that I Tom was sent in. I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. <laughs> I was losing it with like 11 minutes left when Babcock didn't do certain things on the ice. There, mm-hmm. I was losing it. I was yeah. out of control. I I think I can be neutral on this. I think the leash might be good in a few years. They're still young and they need defensemen. I mean, they just suck defense. Yeah. They, 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 We're they, missing a bunch of... It's yeah. funny because yeah. it's two weeks ago, if, you know, everyone is expecting them to get crushed in four no, games No, I straight. called the Leafs in six. Yeah, but, oh. but everyone's saying, you know, they'll get crushed in four games and everyone had, had resigned themselves to that, them losing. Then they make it to a game seven and they got beat pretty handily. few giveaways. It was their worst defensive performance of the series, yeah. right? And... um and, but then everyone's like, oh, that you know, I can't believe it, this and that. I'm like, well, four weeks ago, no one gave them a shot no, to even sure. win one of the games. They said Bruins were just going to beat them up the whole time, right? And they and they gave away two games at home. All sorts of problems, that's right? A, but they, they did one. give away and, and not just lose them. They actually beat themselves and gave those ones away. So, But last night they lost fair and square. Uh, yeah, look at the first round, though. All those guys, all those it's teams. It's crazy. Like, I know. So t- Tampa was. But t- tell yeah, me, how, yeah. how, how does, sorry, I'm just straight no, up no, interrupting. Sure. How, how does somebody become a Habs fan? Because you're obviously born in Montreal. Yes, I'm born and raised in Montreal. I moved to Toronto. Keep that microphone Sorry, right in I moved to there. Toronto 14 years ago, just short of 14. Okay. I got a job here. I was 23. I had nothing. So uh, I was looking for some action. I was a police officer in Toronto for 14 years. So Toronto Police Force? Toronto Police Force. So you applied from the, for the Toronto Police Force from Montreal while we were living in Montreal? Yeah. Why? Like, why not apply there? So before all this, I used to be a hockey player, and I was not naturally good, but I was good enough to make it to the QHL okay. and, and, oh. and that kind of caliber. Good, so yeah. You're better than the men's league C division that we yeah. played. <laughs> I make it good at hockey. It was a good time. Uh, but the problem with hockey is that if you make it to that level, your school goes down the drain. And I couldn't get into police foundation in Quebec anymore because of that college hockey couple years that I had gone through. So a friend of mine had gone to Ottawa and studied Police Foundation at Algonquin College. So I followed suit. I did two years there, and then Toronto was starting this huge hiring process. 23 is really young to usually to be hired as a police it officer. sounds like it. Yeah, super young. I was one of the youngest, super lucky. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, quite the 14 years. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so you, you came straight to Toronto into the Toronto Police Force right away? Yeah, I, I, like I moved in with my backpack, and okay. they gave me a... Okay, but you, uh, there's one thing before we go further on that. You said your middle name's Thomas, mm-hmm. which made me pause for a second here mm-hmm. because Thomas is name. not a French name. No. Then you went on to say that your father is English. Correct. So my dad's English. So he is he a Habs fan? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, he's probably one of the reasons why I cannot cheer for the Leafs, correct? He'll take me off the wheel. <laughs> yeah. We don't <laughs> want it. that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah got uh, No it. Leafs. No. Got so it. my dad's English. My mom is French. Uh, grew up in a French environment, went to French school all my life. Uh, my dad was the only English aspect, huge one, of my life, which allowed me to come to Ontario with a really thicker French accent. <laughs> 14 years ago, I didn't know how to write properly. I still kind of don't write that well. No way. And uh, I would have never thought that about you. 
No. Yeah, good for you. You managed to buy a bunch of real estate without writing, so that's good for you. I pay people to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna talk about that in a second. So you go, you come here, twenty three. You come into the Toronto Police Force. Um, the the cool part is, I don't think we've been at a TFC game together. No. But you said you were at some TFC games yeah, working. Yeah. And we're big TFC fans. That Correct. would have been cool if we kind of. I have been trying to look for you, folks. But it'd be yeah, cool yeah. if no. we got drunk enough and made, did something that you had yeah, to come yeah. kick us out. That'd be fun. I would have looked after you, folks. That'd be a good story. But yeah. So I I transferred. And I used to work that area where the TFC plays, the CNE grounds. Before that, I was northwest of Toronto, uh, just south of Jane and Finch. Super fun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, busy though, no? Like, there's like, gonna, there's activity going fun. on. I had a blast. Yeah. I would not trade my policing career at all. Uh, and then, you know, policing brought me into buying a house when I was 25 to live in. We brought to the next house, and then I found you guys. When you were doing police uh, police work, mostly domestic calls, like what's the number of call, one call for police force? Domestic disputes? No. What was it? I mean, it? It's, 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 there is a lot of domestics, but I don't know if there's like one call more. There's oh, it's lo- just There's everything. a lot of a mentally ill person type oh, of call got right it. now, okay. like crisis calls. Okay. Uh, the last probably five years, mental health was like oh, the really? big subject of society, I think. Okay, got it. So you're getting that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got into this the last year. I was a mobile crisis. I used to work with a nurse, a mental health nurse, and we would just do crisis. Oh, really? Yeah. That's tough work, man. That's good. for. I mean, you're serving the community. like that. No, listen, you're about to brush it off. That's tough work. I, somebody um, between fire, I, I just think if you're a fireman, a police officer, those types of paramedic, all these types of roles, when you're a first responder like that, that's tough work. It just... After a while, I find it gets to you. After you know, I'm I'm, I'm still young, but the 14 years kind of you know it changes the way you think, how you yeah. see people a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah it makes. I've light. heard some. I've heard some stories from other police officers that have worked in um, in Toronto, and it's the the couple stories that you know. I'm like, it's always the, the stories involving kids that really yeah. break my heart. And and they told me a couple stories and. I, yeah, to deal with that type of stuff is that would thing be difficult. God doesn't happen too often. Yeah. like you know, I've uh, you know they, they they mark you for life. Like I can tell you, every dead child I've had to deal. Oh, with. Geez, yeah, oh, I can't geez. even imagine. But it's not, you know, a monthly based kind of thing. Pull, pull the mic, oh, yeah. pull Sorry. the mic, it's or not, turn it. Like you can pull it yeah. around if you want to sit sideways. You can. So so yeah, so it's not an everyday. Oh, there you go. It's not an everyday kind of thing. So uh, no, it's it's well balanced. Policing is great. Really self rewarding. It just takes a toll on your mental health as yeah, well. Yeah, so, I believe that. So yeah, so that's why I, at some point, I wanted to do something else and discovered you folks through what, four years ago now. I've been part of. We Rockstar. just started spamming your email address until you. No, got never. Here. When did you? Ne- what, how did you find us? I Google. Uh, Googled and so we came I, up. You know, when you start, I was that guy. As I see everybody here, how they start, they're overly excited. They read everything. Yeah, they yeah. just. How yeah, we started. They absorb yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. I was on podcasts. Read like name it. I was reading it. But it was all U.S. based mainly, or country wide. Uh, wide, correct? I was looking something more specific to what I wanted to do in my community. We'll say, and uh, Rockstar popped up on one of my search, and then I came to your fast start or or introdu- uh, introduction class. I actually remember talking to you, Nick. Oh yeah. Because your big your your intro was like the RTO, and I wanted to do everything but the RTO. Like like. 
I read your book, obviously. Like I downloaded the book. RTO meaning rent to own. The rent so to own. So you wanted to do everything except rent to Correct. own. Correct. <laughs> so because th- when you read your book, if you change the word rent to own to buy and hold or flip. Pretty much. It, it, works, all, it, it all applies. It, it all yeah, applies. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and I remember, I'm like, listen, I, I want to do this, but I don't want to do an RTO. Can I still join Rockstar if I'm just going to buy and hold? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I went to the corner, got money, and paid my membership. No, that's right. You told me that again. You went outside and you got yeah, some yeah, cash yeah, at, the at the bank machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And, yeah. uh, that was only four years ago. Yeah. And I'm curious, why were you thinking about real estate? Like, were you thinking about, like, what's the frame of mind? Were you thinking this is going to be some quick and easy money? No, so no. So what, what was your frame of mind when you thought about real estate? So five years ago, I separated from my first, well, I was never married, but from my first common law, I had a, I have a child with her. And when we separated, I was living in my house here in Milton, and I was, there was equity that had been built in it just by fluke, really. And, and I started looking into it and I'm a bit OCD where I, once I get into something, like I'm, I'm all in. Tom's not yeah, in here, you can relate, yeah, I right? Guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started looking and I went through a bit of a process to open a Tim Hortons because I thought I had a bit of that equity to do it. Uh, I met somebody and I needed a partner. You can't open a Timmy's by yourself, I was told. Uh, so that idea went on the, you know, that was gone. So I, I, I was looking for something to do long term for my kid because I'm always worried something's going to happen this job I've been injured I've had like seven surgeries and no way from the police force no th- four from the force and three from hockey holy smokes and all over your body yeah so so I you know I get those moments where I, I get worried for my kids and I'm like if something happens you know I want to make sure my kids are well provided for so I went from the Timmy's. I met a farmer. I thought maybe I'd go buy some farmland. I didn't want to be a farmer, but I wanted to own farm land and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and like yeah, rent yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no yeah. idea. Yeah, we I all was. have those ideas. Yeah, yeah. So I actually I drove to Morrisburg and I met a farmer. I sat down. I bought my bottle. I, I just just talked to me for an hour. I, I like I said, I grew up in the city, so farming for me is just not in my alley. Uh, it didn't make sense financially. Like, if, I, from my understanding, if you're not born and you're like a multi generational into farming, you know you're not. Yeah. You're not making money into this. So uh, I was still stuck. You know, I had a bit of equity and I didn't know what to do. And I was looking for security for my kids. And then you know, met you guys, my coach. I actually, I, I you I work st- with Mark Greenidge on our I team here, Mark. who I've known since grade one. Yes, I, he, yes, <laughs> yes. We met later on in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was with him for a full year before I bought my first property. And I told him, I said, listen, this is a one year. I, get, I need to study it all. I need to understand. That, like for me, that kind of money was all, everything I owned. Of it's course. not that much, of course. but it was everything oh. I owned. So, uh, so, so, so that's how it started. And, and Mark was amazing. He guided me. We did a full year. And then, boom, I bought my first house. Where did you buy that one? Hamilton Mountain. Uh, uh, it was not a rent to own, or it was a rent to own. No. Oh, so we didn't convince you to do a no, rent. No, 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 no. So no, what no. did you get? A straight rental kind of. No, thing? they're student rentals. Oh, student so rentals I, by Mohawk. Yeah. Okay. So I picked my first one. I mean, we're going back 2016. Multiple, o- multiple offers. You thought you overpaid. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we Everybody were, who buys thinks they overpay. There was 13 of us bidding on it, and I remember they were asking 360. And at the end, you know, you go over and over and we're like, I'm like, Mark, are we are like, are we going to argue for 10 G's? So I'm like, just go 430 because everybody's going to stop at four. 
you know, I'm like fourth third, and obviously we got it. So I obviously. Do you know how rare you are to? No, but I, no. I I know you just what you just said. You obviously overpaid is what you just said. But in my life, I believe if you know how to make money with an asset, when other people don't know how to make money with that yeah. asset, you can afford to pay more. But I would have never done that without my year here listening to the rock star and the conferences and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, got it. And I know some people listening to this is going to think that's crazy, yeah, what probably. I just said and what you did. Probably. But we've been there ourselves. But it got me in, correct? Yeah. So there's probably still people trying to get in and they're not in. I, I was just going to say that. Like the, the thing like, why are we going to argue over 10 Gs? That, that One is because the ten, it's not like 10 Gs out of your pocket. No, exactly. Right? You're putting a small sliver of that as a down payment. And if the numbers still work, yeah. Right. But so many people emotionally, they'll get yeah. caught up over that. ten. And I'm not saying $10,000 is no money, but when you amortize $10,000 over 25 or 30 years, it's, it's a, it's, it is, it's, it's peanuts every peanuts. month. Right. So it's, um, it, but it got you into the game and I, I mean, I don't even know how this one's worked out for you, but Amazing. It, I still hold it. I'm, yeah, I'm actually going through a, a random, I'm going to make a duplex using People from Rockstar. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention people. Yeah, of course. Okay, so Andy's want. team. Okay. Uh, so and so you're going to duplex it for students or now? No, uh, no, no. Just now a, you're going to go single family, kind of like a family upstairs and a family correct, downstairs? Correct. And so, what, but, but, but just back to this point, though, for a second, the opportunity cost. Like that 10 grand, if you're like, you're like you said, maybe something changed out the week later and you couldn't get a chance to look at properties and you didn't get into the market. Yeah. What was the opportunity cost if it was that 10 grand over of that 10 grand sure. amortized over 25 years if you didn't get it, right? Yeah. And that's how I saw it. Like, 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 like Nikki were saying, like 10 G's over 30 years is what? 20 bucks a month. Like I don't even not, think it's that maybe much. Not. Yeah. So people are losing, you, you know, like, like, like I'm not seeing the difference and I got my first house and it was impossible. We went through. Especially on 2016. Uh, 2016 yeah. We did 17 properties to yeah. find maybe two that looked okay to, you know. It's funny because some investors, when we when they meet us and they say, okay, let's get a property, if we tell them to go over price, which we don't tell them at the beginning because yeah. we, they always think, oh, you're those people. You're just <laughs> yeah. trying to you're get trying a to sale. Money. You know, and yeah. we're like, no, no, we're trying to get you into the market because we know how to make money with this particular asset. No, we just want sure. you to get in. Right. Sure. I think uh, what people are worried about, like me, like I'm not born in this environment. It's just until we get to know the totally, people we work with, sure. which is normal. You know, you, you do think like maybe they are trying to sell me something, you know, like, I mean, it, it took me four months to look into you guys before <laughs> I'm like, I was fully convinced. And then I had convinced my yeah. dad. He, yeah, my my father came to the last event, actually. That's right. I remember that was so cool. Correct. Super impressed. So, so cool. You know how many times we used to look up uh, Tom Akradza, Nick Akradza scam? You know, mm -hmm. to, uh, like we were like, because people were searching us and we used to do our own search engine optimization work on our yeah. websites and we would see that term come up. And Nick, remember way back on one of our websites, I'm like, Nick, look how many times people searched it for a scam yeah. this month. But it was normal because people are checking us out. I would have done the same thing if I, if you were doing this no, and I was checking sure. you out. For sure. Right. For sure. But it's the best thing you guys were. And this is why I stick to you folks. You guys were super honest, super open and. I was willing to join the VIP on my second day and my coach was like, like, you know, like buy a house, just just buy a house. And then the next year I bought my house and boom, then I joined the VIP because it made more sense. You know, like it was a lot of money in the first year where I had no revenue. Uh, so I knew there it wasn't a scam, correct? So you could have scammed me in for that extra, totally. you, you know, and, and, and not at all. So. And then uh, so well, we do the opposite. We actually don't even talk about that most of the time. When people meet us, we don't even talk about the other VIP program. And people eventually come to us. They're like, "Hey, what's this VIP thing?" We're like, "Oh yeah, that's what I did." They're I'm like, "Are like, you I, hiding it from I, us?" Yeah. You know why? You know why? <laughs> How do I get into? You know this why? Thing? That VIP program was started by a member. 
one of the first members came to us and said, hey, you guys are growing a little bit. I want to hang out with other people who are taking action. Mm -hmm. Can you organize some events and dinners and stuff where we all get to meet each other? Yeah. And can you guys just put it together? Tell me how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, I guess this is what we could do. And that's how it was born. It was born from a rock star member saying my best. It's become Networking. a really good group. It's oh, become absolutely. a really good group. Just chatting. The that, best the best group. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so then you get that property. Do you go... I don't even know your whole story. You told me, and I, mm-hmm. I guess I'm getting really old at 46, <laughs> but uh, you go on to buy another property? Correct. So my goal was to buy... So I bought my first property. Techni- it's inside a corporation. So again, I use you know Cherry and everybody. Everybody awesome. Rockstar related, I've used them. I, I still use them. So I've incorporated myself. I went inside a corporation. Technically, that's my oldest son's home. So cool. I bought him a house, took a picture. He owns his house. Very cool. I uh, had a second kid, bought a second house, <laughs> took a picture with him. This is with the new girl now. The new girl. Are you married to this? No. Common law? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I okay. guess common law. Got it, got it, uh, okay. If I'm asking too much, you say, yeah. talk, no, no, shut no, no, up. No, 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 Shut I, up. You know, I, I'm, always, <laughs> I'm not always politically correct. So I'm always worried I'm going to say something I should. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. just... Got it, got well, it. You got to be careful sometimes. So how uh, old is the second now? Uh, just short of three years old. Awesome. So I got a six, a two, and three quarter. And cool. uh, maybe a new one on the coming. Yeah. We'll very announce cool. it. Very cool. We found out like two days ago, so maybe I should That's say this. That's very cool. It's okay. Well, you're saying it. So you we can told tell people. us. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you bought the next property. Is this for your next child then? Is that, did you do the same thing? Take a picture of the house? Well, no, because that was mine. <laughs> okay, got it. Oh, okay, okay. Got <laughs> when it. I bought the third one, so I closed last December on my third one. It's a straight duplex secondary suite whatever in st Catharines, no students uh that was ours correct i'm like the kids are good what about us and yeah now i don't have a house anymore i guess that third so you said no was your second one i (laughs) I missed what you said there was the second property a student rental property correct the second just beside it like okay you could almost throw a stone is that one are you keeping as a student rental property that one you are so that one will stay a student okay how many bedrooms in that one six Six bedrooms. You're renting them out for probably around what four hundred, five hundred, five plus utilities. Five plus utilities. That's yeah. what we're at uh, at by Mohawk. Five plus utilities. Yeah. Five hundred. The best. I got the best students. They look after my house. They have a garden in the back. They've painted it. They, yeah, awesome. Number one. Uh, my first property, the one that I'm converting right now, I also has a detached garage that I'm renting, two hundred a month apart from the sixth bedroom Who, who's parking there is, a, a, sorry a storage or is actually for a car no it's for a car okay uh somebody who has a summer car is putting a subaru sti in there he works down huh. at the saint joe's Healthcare center awesome so same thing i brought him a bottle as a thank you because he's been there for three years uh, i've at never two hundred dollars yeah a month? i've never raised him he's never asked for anything so a couple months ago uh, in november i just brought him a bottle that's what i do i bring bottle to people i say thank you like they're making me so much like good money yeah like what's a you. what's a thank you bottle uh okay so so yeah that's really good deal so third property and then you stop now well the, the last one was in december uh i'm not gonna lie it's getting harder and harder to get mortgages y- yeah. y- you know I, and it i is. just want to address this for anyone listening to this because you're right you're right it is and it's like i think when you get started you don't know um, you have no past history, so you have no past context of how it was before. Mm-hmm. So you just think it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, here's what I have to do to buy a property. And it doesn't look 
it, it might look hard, but it, because you don't have that context of historical perspective, you don't think it's really hard. You're just like, oh, this kind of sucks. I have to save up for a down payment or, yeah. have, you know, no, and you just sure. go and do it. For but sure. then after you're in it for a little while and the game changes on you, maybe prices change, mortgage rules change. Yeah, you now have context where you reflect back on what you used to do and you're like, it's so much harder now I because know. people that we've been working with since 2006, I wanted to I'll tell you 2006, 2007, Nick and I were working with some people who bought properties in the Hamilton mountain for zero down, zero down at $195,000. Can, can you believe that mm. for, for zero down? No, I, and so they reflect back. Yeah. Going, Wait a second. Before my You're telling me someone's buying a property. Uh, so your example, what did you pay for that first property on the Hamilton mountain? 260, 430. You're telling me someone's buying a property up on the Hamilton Mountain by Mohawk for 430. I remember when those properties yeah. were 192 thousand dollars. You no, know, so everyone sure. has that context, and I'm I'm calling that out on you just because you should know that's something that can hold you back to going forward. Yeah, and you well, have to you be hear aware, all the time. You know, your the, the magic number is five. You know, up to five, you're good. After five, good luck. I'm like. I mean, me and my, you know, like we make good money, we make a good salary, two officers. Yeah, but that. How does the people making minimum, like, I don't understand how they buy a house? Because if I'm having a hard time with our income, like. You're right. It, it must be super hard. Like, all those rules that are supposed to be helping people are really making it hard for the first time buy. Like, I'm not suffering, but, you know. But they're destroying the first time buy. They're destroying. We, we've seen the tenant pool. I, I think I was just. Was I just writing about this someplace? For some reason, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I, I just, we we were, the tenant pool in the last two years, since they started this, or last year and a half, the the number of tenants, the demand for rentals, and the quality of tenants has dramatically increased across the board. Like, we're mm -hmm. seeing all sorts of investors we work with. We have investors that are taking people out and interviewing them. They, they, they have the people come to the house. Yeah. They see the ones they like. Then they set up an interview with them. They meet them with Tim Hortons, back-to-back -back interviews. Then they decide based on the interview who they're going to select. Yeah, yeah. Five years Thank ago, you. that type of stuff didn't happen because you're just like, hey, you know, I need a tenant. Like, it wasn't like you put anyone in the house, but the demand wasn't as high as it is because mortgage qualification was easier. So the, the flip side is, yeah. is that. And then it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was another member actually um, uh, I won't mention his name because I don't have, you, you might know him from past VIP stuff, but he, uh, uh, he's like, yeah, in my houses now, he goes, I'm looking at liquidating a couple properties. He's retired and he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I'm going to sell off a couple to now cash out and take his money and enjoy retirement a little bit. So that's yeah. his plan. Right. But he's like, how do you sell off assets when like your tenants are good? They pay on time. Mm -hmm. This money keeps coming in. He goes, it's kind of hard to You're get not, rid of one. Yeah. How do you convince yourself? Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, in the past I had a little bit of tenant issues. Now they're just, they, they're thankful that they have a place. Because Especially after years, your mortgage might be paid down on these assets. Yeah. So kind so of like numbers. the rent you're getting is almost all cash flow. And if you push out, even if the mortgage is paid down a, a percentage and if you push out the amortization back to what it was, yeah, the ca you can jump the cash flow numbers up pretty big. And if you treat your tenants, like the, 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 the house that I'm going through the reno three of my six students actually want to stay because they want first dip when once it's renovated it's renovated because they really like the landlording we'll say and the you know just how things were done so you know they're gonna carry over my mortgage while the renos are happening yeah I agree with that completely I like think it's huge. valuable to treat your tenant you know when we see some investors shoot themselves in the foot because they are so set in stone with the way they're gonna do things yeah not really and sometimes just not to, in my opinion, not treating people very well, you know, like just yeah. not really treating. Oh, I people. see it. I and go to those calls. Yeah. Oh, like, I listen to you guys and I'm uh, like, I just want to answer those police call questions. You guys all have, but yeah, I, I see it all the time. Yeah. You see the slumlords and you see the, 
the two percent of bad people that all you hear about is yeah and i'm like you know and those people like yeah they, they deserve the the bad things that are happening to them you know but yeah we, it, for the most part when you treat people right it i generally find it makes a difference we've always tried to take that approach and never really had any major problems on no. knock on wood of course hey look sooner or later in any business that you're in whether it's real estate investing any business there's going to be ups and downs there's going to be problems that come your way so you're going to have to deal with some of them yeah, right for but sure. but nothing's perfect but i mean yeah overall but you can I've mitigate had, those like the problems in pers- is it perception no perspective in perspective oh, to yeah. like life you know like that's how i see it to the work that i used to do or i'm about to go back to uh it's not that bad you no, know like yeah. taking calls because of whatever no, it's kind of comical. It's just at the time, if you're in an emotional state when no, that call comes it. in, right? I get it. I got the call where the leak is happening, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, but why then, the heck am I dealing with this? Once you do it a few times, though, you know, like it comes with time. You're like, okay, well, I got this. I got my system in place. It's been tested a million times because, you know, it breaks all the time. The cortisol levels don't shoot up as much, you know? Not as much. I remember one property, I think uh, I was at Boxing Day, and I was at my son's hockey tournament um, in Niagara-on-the-Lake somewhere and they called Nick there's an Oakville rental and they called because there was the did the wa- water tank dump or no sewage was backing up in that house and on boxing day I've now learned you can't call any Roto-Rooter place and get them there <laughs> like boxing of all days to get somebody I yeah. guess Christmas day boxing day no one's around and that was a little bit of like you know, oh, here I am at a hockey rink wanting yeah. to watch my son, but I'm on the phone dealing mm-hmm. with this kind of thing. Ten years ago, that would probably threw me for a loop for days. But now it's just like you almost are like, yep, you know, it's just, just going to deal with this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, unless you're the handy person anyways that's going there to fix it. Yeah. Which I'm not. No. Why am I being no. bothered? I, I remember one dad was walking into the arena. And he's like, hey, how's it going? And I was on hold. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just dealing with, there's a bunch of shit backing up in one of my properties over here. Just dealing with that right now. He just yeah. looks at me like, well, I'm I mean, crazy. I got your story. I think it was you, Nick, from your early career in this real estate where you had to like jump and this, grab this is the Tom's crap. Tom, was that Tom? That's Tom's story. Okay. Well, t- no. Tom, but it's no, about, no, it's Tom's story about, about me. You. Oh yeah. Correct. Tom's got all sorts of stories about me. Correct. He'll tell you his version. Then I'll tell you a little bit of a watered down one. That's more accurate. No, my that. version's 100% <laughs> When I listen to those things, it just, it's a perspective, you know, like my little water leak ain't that bad compared to you jumping in to grab the crap, <laughs> you know, like perspective. And that's totally. how I convince myself that it's not that bad. And then you, uh, listen, uh, to this day, I don't know anyone who's owned property for over 10 years and regrets it. Haven't met that person. Yeah. I literally have not yeah, that's met a, true. a person who's yeah. owned property. Yeah, I've met people who've owned property for like two years mm-hmm. and they're like, I sold it. I lost some money. Worst thing I ever did. I've met those people yeah. and they're usually trying to flip a property or time the market doesn't yeah. go yeah. their way. They're all upset. But if they go in with the right perspective, I've literally never met a person no. who Long after term. 10 years, yeah, 10 years or longer who said, that was actually a really bad move. It's usually the opposite. It's usually yeah. like, yeah, that's actually the best thing I did. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's like 10 years ago, I should have bought more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but to your, I just want to address something you're saying. To your point, the way that the Canadian government is changing the mortgage qualification rules that are making it harder for all of us to buy properties as investments, Yeah, it's and it, it, as painful as it is for yourself and our us to do that, just think of the first time home buyer who has to qualify now at much harder mm-hmm. circumstances than mm-hmm. we had to. I mean, when I bought my first home, I, I don't know. I felt like I just walked into the bank and said, I don't know. Here's like my pay I have stub. a pulse. Yeah, can I, I have get a, a mortgage? pay stub. And yeah, can you get me something? And they're like, oh, sure. Do you want to use your RRSPs? Yeah. And I'm like, I guess. My uh, first house was a 40-year mortgage, though. Like, you 40 know, 40-year amortization. That's when yeah. I started my, it was 40 yeah. years. Then two years later, they stopped. Then they brought it down to 35, 30, 25. Now, if you don't have 20% down, but 40 years... And then, so I just want to go continue on your story because you then did have you did you do some Airbnb stuff as well? 
temporarily uh, personal, for a small correct. period of time? So I, 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 I had my house in Milton. I was living in it by myself. Uh, it was a nice place, brand new. So I think it was, was it last fall? I, I believe you had somebody at the conference or the VIP. I'm not sure which event, but somebody there was talking about Airbnb. So I gave it a try, but I was in Milton. So I didn't expect much traffic. Yeah. Uh, I was booked 95% of the time, I would say. Uh, this is for your home. Were you so? Do you, were you renting out space in your home? Like so, I had a, so when I was like, let's say I, I was in Toronto while I was working. I was traveling back to Montreal or Ottawa on my days off. So when I was working, I was renting the room. Uh, when I was away, let's say for a weekend, I was renting the whole house. Got it. Uh, I had no kids living there anymore. They had moved away. Uh, I wouldn't have not done that with my family inside the house, but with no kids. Yeah, it worked perfectly. And you were renting it out at 95% of the time that yeah. you were allowing it to be rented out? Yeah, yeah, all the time. And who the, rent, like who re- like who rented a place up in Milton like for what? Do you know? Or? <laughs> that was my question. Who's yeah. coming here? But yeah. you know what? Rent, like I, I, I right now I'm staying at a hotel in Milton because I drove from Ottawa I don't so live you here were, anymore. So you you might be the person. Well, like the hotel is 150 bucks a night, you yeah. know? Like I was only charging 30, 40, 50 bucks a night maybe. And yeah. and I had a hot tub. Uh, I mean, the, the house was like fantastic. Like you bread. charged 30, 40 bucks a night for the whole house? For that one room. Oh, no, okay. The house was 100 bucks a, a night or but something But even like still, that. yeah, yeah. You got it. It was a good deal for them, but yeah. it was a good deal for me too. So it, was, it, it worked both ways. So I had a kid from Ukraine that came for a month and a half. What uh, was the kid from Ukraine doing here? Uh, study, school. work visa. Okay. Got it, got it. Okay. Uh, he was in between uh, residence of school and find and getting his apartment with his buddy. So he needed two months okay. of, and Makes it's sense. cheaper okay. to come to my house than going to a hotel, I guess. Plus you have the hot tub. And I have the hot tub. Yeah. Uh, that was a big selling point for sure. And then I had uh, you know a lady coming from, uh, well, from here. I had a dude from Germany. I had a couple from Montreal. I had... Alta Milton, Ontario. Yeah. This is the shocking thing crazy, about it. Because yeah. we hear these stories about Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But we thought it was a Toronto condo thing. Me too. We literally hear it all the way to Welland, Ontario. Yeah. Where but people... Again, perspective, correct? Like Milton literally sits though between Toronto and Niagara Falls or St. Catharines or the wine country. So that's how I was selling my property. Said I'm literally 45 minutes one way or 45 minutes the other way, because people are visiting. That's funny that you were selling Milton as central. I know <laughs> central. In Milton, you are central. But people if that you don't want to live go to here, Niagara Falls, you're the CN Tower. It is. It is. If, if you're not from like, here, it looks yeah. central. Yeah, yeah. You no, go yeah. down to Oakville, hit the QW, and boom, you're either. No, you're right. Like when you when you describe it that way, you're right. I just am always shocked to this day we have people coming in talking to us about airbnb and it just kind of surprises us yeah i we bought the new house in ottawa and so you now moved to okay so you moved to ottawa we moved to ottawa and the house is set up to have an airbnb part in it it has like an in-law suite a huge close to a thousand square foot apartment attached to the house Okay, so now you got to tell me this transition because you gave up being a Toronto police officer now, right? Okay. So why the why the transition? Thank you. Uh, well, when I separated, my first lady was from Montreal, so she moved back to Montreal with my son, which was kind of an issue. Okay, uh, so you want to be close. So I want to be close, yeah, okay. correct. So this is what I've been working for for the last four years is to get oh, back cool. closer to my kids. Okay, so this is all a goal to get you sell, uh, correct. back. All this, this rock star, everything here is because of my son. Uh, my, awesome. my oldest at the time, awesome. now I got two, but I live okay. with the second one. 
Um, but most people are going to say you're crazy because it's a good job. Well, some people might argue if it's a good job, but a Toronto police mm. officer, I know people want. I know it pays people well. to, who want to become job. police officers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you and gave you're giving it, up seniority now too, right? Which matters when you're on the police force. I, yes. I think right for different for your holidays mainly, yeah. just okay. your holidays. Okay, so uh, I've I I mean when we last spoke, I had retired. I gave my resignation. Yeah, that day I spoke to you, you were going next to I, I, so I your did. badge. So that was a tough day. I'm not going to lie, Tom. So I, I did that. I went and dropped my gun off, uh, my badge, my uniform. And, and I like I can show you, my wallet's empty right now. Like There's a space where the badge used to be that it's just empty. Keep that, though, because if you get pulled over for speeding, oh, you I can am. still use that wallet, yeah, even though it's empty. I used to. Yeah, yeah. Look, I was a <laughs> cop. <laughs> so, so that was a tough day. I'm not going to lie. Like a bit emotional. And again, putting back in perspective, a month ago, I went on holidays. I haven't worked since March 1st. So I took all my holidays. I went to Jamaica. I just didn't want to go back to work. Uh, I spent the first week of March or the second week of March in Montreal volunteering at my son's school and bringing classes skating. So I would have never been able to do that as a full-time officer in Toronto. Um, and it just convinced me that that was it. Because I, I hadn't resigned yet. And I've been struggling. I had struggled with this for six months. Like, it's resign. I need my job. I need my T4s to buy houses. It's like, so yeah. So finally, I pulled the plug. I pulled my pension. Uh, I just cashed out my 14 years that I have accumulated. But the good news is that last Thursday, Ottawa police called me and offered me a position. So I'm going to take it crazy so i'm gonna go back to policing but in ottawa so it's gonna work out just almost like you planned it exactly like i was planning things for the worst i'm a worst case scenario kind of guy so having a job is not easy but it, like life is you know you got a job you got your steady paycheck you're good to go not having a job was my struggle like what is i gonna do and that's why i started doing all this surrounding myself like i don't understand yet how you live your life through a business and like pay yourself. Like, I just yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> now it's normal. But at first it was at first, weird. Yeah. It's just this weird thing. So we didn't, but and for the record, we didn't even pay ourselves through the business. We paid ourselves through a credit line that we had on my personal residence. <laughs> Nick, how much money do you need? <laughs> okay. You you're lucky someone? you're still married. Really? Yeah, you got we're, great wives. Our wives are, yes. I, t I tell Carol that repeatedly now. Cause I look back, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you really put up with a lot, but but <laughs> but it's a huge source of inf of um, not influence um, of motivation because you know your story of uh, well your both story of quitting the the corporation world. Um, you had a kid. You were about no. You had, a, had, two, you had a kid. Kids. You were about to get one. Or I was about to get married. At uh, yeah, I was just about to get married. Like, it's such a, a tough time in your life to quit it all, correct? Like, I, at least my, you know, I got, I got security and I got houses. Quitting my job is stressful, but not as stressful as probably when you have a brand new kid. Yeah, it was definitely more stressful for him than, than oh. me. Because worst case scenario, with no kids, I was like, well, whatever. If I need to work at the gas, at the corner gas station, yeah. I'll just get a job. You know, if I need, I, I was like a well-bodied male you know strong enough that yeah. i could do like labor, labor if i need yeah. to go do landscaping like rocks. you can provide yeah. that's what i mean rocks. if i need to do it and i i have work ethic so i don't yeah. mind like i'll do labor right so i'm like worst case scenario if i have to get one of those jobs i'll i'll make things will work yeah. out but with the kids knowing what i know now because now i have kids yeah tom you're crazy what's wrong with you i the weird part <laughs> is but it, but you know that it helped me because when i was going through this last couple months of like i'm like you know what 
Tom did it. We're good. Like literally, and then nothing to say that you know it's easy. You should have done it and bringing you down. It's just like it's my motivation. If totally. you're able to, I'm gonna follow suit. Who's quitting a six-figure job? You know, yeah. like, who does you know that? Tom, and if he was able to do it, how yeah. could you not? <laughs> this guy, listen, man. If anyone's listening to this and I can do it, then you can do it. But but that's how I see it, and it's not. It's a good thing, you know. So I took that very highly, and I look at what you did, and I'm like, I'm gonna try the same thing, not to this scale. Like I wouldn't be interested in running a rock star. I think this is too much work. But look what you've done. I but, mean, you've gone out. You didn't know anything about real estate investing. No. You did all the due diligence. You even join up with us, but you spend a year figuring things out to get yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah. That last, you probably got to yourself to 80% comfort level. The last 20%, Mark Greenwich on our team probably had to push you a little bit and say, oh, for sure. I got you. I got My you. My stress and was it, to tenants. Like, I'm like, what yeah. if I don't find tenants? tenants like, that's and, what of course. I didn't understand. I'm like, that's the number one yeah, thing number we get. Number one, it's oh. a vacancy. Number one, what if I don't find I couldn't any? get over and that. Then the next I'm like, thing yeah, is, but Mark. Like how am I? What if they're like three months? Yeah. And I, I, I was frightened. What, how, and how's your worry now about finding tenants? Oh, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's too you're bad. renting a garage. Out, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, um, yeah. So that and then damage. That's another thing. What if people move in? And I'm like, look, listen. If someone takes a sledgehammer and starts going through your property, mm-hmm. that's actually like a criminal offense mm-hmm. now at this point. You know, mm-hmm. like they're damaging this thing, and it's yeah. your property that they're damaging. Absolutely. So and I there's mean, insurance policies that you yeah. can get if you're really super. Yeah. Like that's your like, look, I just can't get over this. Yeah. It's not much more. There's certain insurance companies that will cover damages by the tenant. Yeah. I, like now there's a deductible. It can't be like, hey, they made one hole in my wall. You call insurance and they come and patch it up. Right. But if you have a good relationship, like I have my students that they broke stuff, but we have a, this really like they tell me they fix it or totally. You know, that's like how it, it should it, be. And it's OK. Like I don't get mad. They're students, they're going to drink, you know, as long as there's no bouncer in front of the door, no party crazy, like it's okay, you know, they're going to smoke dope. It is what it is. Like, what am I going to say? Well, now in Canada, especially, it is what it is. Well, now it's legal, but let's say seven months ago, it wasn't, they were still smoking dope. Like, so you could try to control it Mm -hmm. instead of just, you know, I listen to people that like, they try to be very strict and obviously like go back to when I was 20, you told me not to. You're going to do it anyway. That's what I'm doing. Absolutely. We had had one problem. It was actually by Mohawk, one of the places by Mohawk and, um, they were partying a little bit mm. and but they, they weren't really damaging the house mm-hmm. and it was dirty but but nothing that like a, a set of cleaners threw for one day wouldn't wouldn't fix you know what yeah. I mean? but when i went in i was like this is kind of gross like i wouldn't want to live there yeah um but then eventually we got a call from one of the neighbors this was pretty much the only kind of behavioral oh, yeah. issue we've had to deal like... with in all the years mm-hmm. and then we got a call from one of the neighbors um they just saying they were they're just saying they, they like it was regular mm-hmm. and they were just being loud so we yeah. had to kind of have Didn't a, one guy like urinate on the neighbor's car no i don't think no. so that wasn't us I, I th- that rings a bell but i don't think it was our, I okay go back to your 20s i can't tell you a lot of those stories yeah. for ourselves correct yeah. like but and we, that's why i try to be cool like i treat the 20s like a like an adult because i didn't like i did not like to be treated like a 20 year old even though I they agree. are I with agree. respect i, I just, agree completely. yeah i give them respect and so w- when this particular example when we spoke to them so i went i went and spoke to them right maybe i just emailed them i don't even think i spoke to them i think when i was down there for something else and i mentioned it again and they toned it down. They still had people over. They toned it down. That was pretty much the end of it. I think it might. I might actually got two calls from the, the neighbors, and mm-hmm. I talked to them, and that was the end of it. It wasn't yeah. a big deal. It didn't end up being a big deal at all. No, um, because I agree with you. Like, I, you know, if you treat them like they're like, you know, if you try to lock them into all these rules, I, I'm the, I, I agree completely. Because when I was that age, I'm like, yeah, you think you're gonna yeah. hold me down? All right, me too. Out of spite, I'm gonna do something else. Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. So, so you control. I, I control it instead. You know. So let's say prior to the dope smoking. 
they were smoking. It's a control. Do it there. I, I created that little overhang Porsche for them so it wasn't inside, but now they have protection outside, <laughs> correct? So I know they're going to do it. Did so they know you were a police officer? Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Correct. But I mean... No, no, it's just funny to me. Nobody it's has cared about yeah, yeah. weed for yeah, the no, no. inside yeah, of no, the no, car. Yeah, no, 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 I know. I, it's just funny, that's all. But, uh, Unless it's the impaired one, driving, maybe, but... That's, yeah, yeah, that's different. Yeah, Other than okay. that, I'd rather deal with potheads than drunks. Yeah, totally. One sure. thing um, that I'll purposely do when I'm showing to a new set of, of kids, I'll make comments like, oh, yeah, so there's a porch out here, so yeah, I don't know if you guys, if you do smoke any weed or something, you can... Because mm -hmm. then they'll they'll tell me now... They'll volunteer now it up. But they'll be like, oh, okay, cool, Cause they, and mm -hmm. they'll tell me, because then they think they can talk to me about it, and it gives me a heads up. I'm like, okay, so now I know that they, they're pot smokers, yeah. or bar, or part, because I'll be like, yeah, guys, the last set of girls had all these vodka bottles all end up here. I don't know if you're into the vodka or something else, and some of them are like, ah, no, we're not really drinkers. Some are like, oh, no, it's rye for me, and I'm like, the last thing I want is <laughs> a bunch notes. of guys that are pounding back rye yeah, in the that's house, dangerous. Right? Yeah, that's dangerous. Right? So, you're drinking yeah. rye in university. <laughs> University. Yeah, yeah, that gets yeah. That, that's that's bad. So news. Uh, yeah, so I'll purposely drop lines when showing the properties to try to get. For some them reason, to I, see I was just thinking cocaine when you said that. I'll purposely drop some lines. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, no. <laughs> I want to be very clear. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's a good way. And for me, it worked out. You treat them with respect, uh, and through my job, that's what I've learned. Correct. Like I deal with people from the street, homeless. I mean, name them, and, and that's all they want. They just want to be treated with respect. And, and respect huh, brings so much results, correct? Because I could go on the, let's say for my job, I can go on the street and, and you know, crack skull and be rough, but you're not going anywhere with that. Where if you treat that person, I mean, you know, I look at those people I got to deal with. I don't envy anybody, you know, like, I, and again, that little respect brings me so much information back, like the intel in this, in that world. So, and it's the same thing for real estate, that, that respect to my young students has paid back. Uh, I have a set of students, which is rare for college. This is the third years so they're inside the same house. Yeah, that is rare for college. For it sure. is, yeah. and they're not moving in. You know, they don't want to go, and they're done college right now, actually, and they're still in. They want to stay, yeah, because it's so hard go. to listen. We know someone on our own team is looking to rent a place, and yeah, it's hard to find. It is. You, you mentioned something earlier, and I wanted to spell a little bit of a myth. You said, you know, how do people investors buy all these properties because the banks start making it really difficult for you and mm -hmm. stuff? And you're 100 percent accurate. When you see people who are buying a ton of properties, they usually are getting someone else to go on title, so like a mm -hmm. uncle. Mm -hmm cousin best friend yeah. and then they advertise it out and no this, this is not wrong so i'm nope. not saying anything but they'll they'll say hey i'm buying all these properties but mm -hmm. really behind the scenes I there know. typically is some other I'm money getting that now yeah. because so, i'm like how do you own 25 yeah, properties yeah. i'm like it's impossible and then but then there is a second phase as a real estate investor which will hit you at some point it's a really good phase it's at, and it's a frustrating phase at first because once you buy a bit of property and then you cap out whatever you're capping out at mm -hmm. you want to buy more but you can't do anything because you don't have the down payments you don't qualify anymore but over some period of time and it usually happens faster than you think you forget about your properties a little bit and then you realize oh my gosh i have some equity in here mm -hmm. and then you can tap into those properties as the down payment and you can usually navigate around the income requirements in some way shape or form Correct. with some okay this bank is now giving me more recognition of my leases and looking not at 50 percent of the value of the leases but more see this is where i wish they would have that one set of rules for every bank because i'm so tired of shopping like it, one bank's looks at all my houses and don't recognize any of them as rentals so my ratio obviously makes no sense like according to that bank i can't afford yeah, 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 dinner yeah yeah there's four mortgages yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you no just sense. have so much debt but then the next bank is fine 
And I'm like, just work with one set of rules. It's so I unfortunate. Can that the rules. But the, the only the only upside to that that I try to tell myself because we go through the same frustration is uh, that I look at it as a competitive advantage because I'm like, you know what? No one else is going to quarterback like I'll quarterback. Yeah. So I'll make the effort. I will call. I'll find the mortgage brokers. I'll find the bankers. I'll find the network of people who know what's going on. Correct. And it'll give if I bust through it. No one else is going to do it, so I will competitively have an advantage because I'm going to put in the effort yeah. to figure out this banking situation. And yeah. no one's going to quarter. Listen, no one's going to quarterback it for you. And the the Canadian banking rules change. It feels Every like day. almost yeah. It feels it's like so it's constant. Yeah. So it's it's a, a real pain. But yeah. there is going to be that point when you've owned real estate for some time, yeah. where the world opens up because RBC. I'll never forget for a long time told us six properties, guys. Sorry, six properties. Um, with us anyway, I think it was with RBC or whatever their rule was. And uh, then after a while, I guess 10, 15 years go by, we have some uh, property. Our financial statement looks a little different, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then one RBC guy's like, oh, that's not a problem with properties. Who told you that? You know, I, with your financial statement. Yeah, we can guys, make an exception. We, we can make we, an exception. We, yeah. we, we, we can't get make an exception five exceptions, approval. but for that particular rule, we can make an exception. So they're always and willing. And so we yeah. were like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. So this rule's really only just kind of sort of. And then, you know, if you want to make an exception, some but VP. it's so some, frustrating to navigate. And so again, thank God, I use people now true. that I've met through your P, through this group because I, I don't want to this headache. Like, it's literally, my only anxiety from real estate is applying for a mortgage. Totally. I All agree. of us. That's it. The banks. I couldn't the care less. I could deal with tenants' issues. And, and closing, because sometimes at closing, the banks are like, oh, uh, we now want this. Yeah. Oh, 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 never mind. We want this. And one time we had to get, I'll never forget, we had to get a phone statement. This is when we first started. We And we're using some voice over IP line when those were out. And, and we needed a, something specific to a specific phone number for one of the businesses. A bill with that specific phone number and this specific business name. But it didn't really exist that mm-hmm. way because it was under someone else's name. And for some reason, without that, we couldn't close. I remember having to like call people. I had to drive it to Brantford to the lawyer Your that heart day. Goes crazy. Oh, and I'm like, for what? For a bill to the phone number to yeah. show that it's under the company? Like, what? Yeah. What are you even talking about? Right? So. Ridiculous stuff. That's the only portion I really dislike about real estate. Other than that, everything else I can deal with. And the lawyers. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. We have good lawyer friends. I'm totally joking. I just like making fun of lawyers. Oh, I hate lawyers too. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh. my God. In your line of work, I can only imagine. I deal with lawyers all the time. You know what? And all all joking aside, the lawyers we've met over the years have been really, really uh, good. And you do need good lawyers. You do? You need 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 them. You need good banking people. But I like, I see, I knew knew we would get along. You need to make fun of lawyers too. The the Habs thing we can work on. I will work on it. Work on we'll the house thing, it. you know. So, are you going to cheer for the senators now? No. No. no, 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 no. If you had to choose, if you had to cheer for the senators or the Leafs, who Ooh. would you choose? Ooh. There's only one, one right answer. Well, There's I know only... but you're not going to like my answer. No way. So, senators. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah my nephews Andre. live there. They're like party oh, cat God. fan. And <laughs> oh God. I know they. They're horrible. I mean, they make the Habs look like uh, Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. team. Right now, it's a pretty dis- oh, right, right now they've <laughs> taken some time. management lessons from the Leafs ten years ago. It looks yeah, like a pretty these, dysfunctional uh, team. These, yeah. I, I, so, so now you're out in Ottawa. What's next? You have some. You're going to keep your properties out here. I, I have kept my properties. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just learning. Not learning, but I'm I'm continuing my education about running my own pro like running my properties myself. Uh, super fun. You're going to uh, manage the renovations, I guess, a bit remotely. Yeah, and yeah stuff. exactly. You know all the people. Exactly. Yeah, okay. so I met everybody I had to in the last four years. That was my goal. I just had to meet all my network. So you have your team, basically. I, well, I was like, uh, yeah, so I have my team and it's managed from a distance. Uh, uh, like I said, I've pulled out my pension that I've accumulated. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to start yeah. a new one when I start back next month. And I'm going to do something with that. 
I've met a couple cool. people. I'd like to get into like private money lending maybe or something like that. That's another thing that Nick and I didn't hear about for many years until one lawyer or accountant told us, oh yeah, like all lawyers and accountants are lending out money privately to people. That's basically how they all make their money. They are private money lenders. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no one, I thought it was just the public stock market that because people- Because it sounds like a- what do you, uh, shark? What's that word? Yeah, uh, it starts uh, like a bit of a scam. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah really? Okay. <laughs> but it's it's really not like no. And some of the examples I've I heard, used it. I've used hard well, money. And, and we one of the examples one lawyer was telling me is like, look, I had a dentist who the bank thinks he's over leveraged because he started a new practice. He's signed a commercial lease. He bought a bunch of equipment. He's growing rapidly. He could use some more expansion, some more chairs. He can't get the funding for it. I lend him a bunch of money secured against some equity in his home. Yeah. No risk really for the lender. The dentist is really happy to be able to extend his business extend the business yeah and i thought oh my gosh like yeah there's a whole world i didn't even know about no i mean you know? I'm, I'm just discovering this one so i'm reading a lot of people i've met a few rockstar members that have gone through this before me and they're helping me out uh, i'm just waiting for my paperwork cool. right the now the next you know. journey begins what is are you bu- did you buy in ottawa you renting it what are you doing in ottawa no i bought just outside uh east maybe 30 minutes uh there's a huge water park named calypso water park um i'm four kilometers from that Cool. Uh, the house sits on one acre of land. It's like, you know, it's got the Airbnb second suite. I'm not Airbnb it. It's really made for guests. We just want guests. I love, we love having people over. Uh, we have the property too. All we do, there's a pool there. We have the fireplace. There's a wooded area at the oh, end nice. of my line. Like there's nice. maybe a 30 feet of wooded area. And then there's a cornfield behind. So, uh, no, just guests, family, friends. Awesome. Uh, Good for you, man. What a journey. And yeah. now, now joining up with the Ottawa Police Force. Yeah, so I'm actually in town for that. I had to go see my doctor, do my physical. Uh, they gave me an offer four days ago, five days ago. And I should actually be starting May 13. Cool. You're closer to your son. Yes, that's all. That's really, cool. that's yeah. all I cared about. Yeah. Like my, I have a great relationship with my ex, my new girlfriend. Like everybody, finally it works out. That's it was a really, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's a hard work in progress, but after all those years, it, it, it paid off finally. So I'm super happy. And 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 a testament to you folks. Even though I'm six hours away, I'm still a rock star guy. I'm not going anywhere. I can't believe it. You're here for the VIP class. I'm here tomorrow, for the VIP tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But Should this be. is this is fun because I you know I've never been this business guy. So now I actually came. I rented a hotel room. And You're here for business. I'm here, You're for, here business. for business. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna do your thing tomorrow, and then I'm gonna shoot back home. Yeah, awesome. And I'll yeah. come back. You know, the next event. I can't make it the May event because I start the Monday. Uh, so unfortunately, I can't be there for the. That's okay. We're gonna be life. around. You know where to find us. Did you oh. keep your place in Milton too, or did you sell that one? No, I sold, you sold that, that one for the Ottawa. That's one. how I made it. Yeah, to the correct. Yeah, so okay, I got That's you. how I'm making the uh, the transition. I was just curious. But the reason I was asking, I was like, is that gonna go full time Airbnb or not? That's why I, I was thought gonna ask. about it, Nick. I was. I want you know you know every time you sell a house, you're yeah. like, I should have yeah. kept it. I know I should have kept. Like I told myself a year ago, I'm gonna sell yeah, it. And I should have kept it. But you but your need family that money needs a place. To, but there's lifestyle. Yes. That's your yeah, family you needs need a home. You need to move forward. There's a lifestyle decision, like in the decisions we make for our investing too. It, there's a lifestyle factor that we take into account as well. Like, yeah. You know, long time ago, we found someone that the numbers on this property were great. It was a building, and he was renting it out by the room, and the numbers on it looked tremendous. In Mississauga on Lakeshore Road. It was Road, like yeah. a big yeah. rooming house. 
but we're like, man, like we just don't, first of all, who are you going to find to manage that? I, I don't even know. Yeah. Right. And then what lifestyle do you have to lead to manage a rooming house in a multi-unit building? Like it's just a, it was like, I think it was like eight stories with like 12 units of floor all by the room. It was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, I see them all the right. time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I work Parkdale the last yeah, four okay. years. I mean, that's, so you see all sorts they're of they're everywhere. And we're like, you know, so, so, so the lifestyle decision for us is like, well, we don't want, we want to be investors, mm-hmm. but we don't want to invest in that particular asset because we our life's we don't want to lead the lifestyle that it takes to manage that asset yeah right which is which is something to be said so like if you're selling it because of you're you're like well the life i want to lead with my family and that's going to get me there that's that makes perfect yeah. sense right i've always used my personal home to just bring me to the next personal home yeah like totally. i don't use it for my business everything else is you know i have three house i can still refi like the business is fine my yeah. personal house I was thinking about it. And like I was, like I was making. You know, you play with the numbers. I'm like, if if I fail it, only seventy percent, I'll make X amount. Yeah. But then, how do I buy the next house to go live in? Because you need the down payment, and, and that's and where, qualifying now is harder. Quali- everything, yeah, right? Because that's one extra house onto yeah. your ratio. So I had to sell it. I know in the long term, I'm going to lose. You know, I should have kept it. Yeah, but we can. We all say. I mean, looking but it's back, what to the next other one. things? Yeah, yeah you know, no, that's. And, yeah, that, no. and what price do you pay on putting you know a nice home closer to your son? Do you know what I mean? There's not much, there's not a price nothing, there, right? That's nothing, what I mean. Nothing. Yeah. He was over for the weekend. It's literally an hour, and I'm on in Montreal. Yeah, that's like an cool. hour. It's like that's going cool. to work and coming back. Yeah. I get my son now. In four years, you've done a shitload, man. So congratulations. Well, it's because of you guys, to be honest. No, no, yeah, like, thank you. Thank you, you very much for you folks. I pre- totally we appreciate that. But you were crazy enough to take the <laughs> risk and to go into this world. Real I'm all in, Nick. Yeah. Come every time. I'm all in. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's the best thing I'm about I'm so grateful me. that we've crossed paths and thanks for sharing your story like no, this no thank really, you very much really. for having me this is actually an honor I was telling you I think before the show I was like when you first started the podcast the podcast I was telling my coach I'm like one day I'm gonna this is it like this was my oh, goal man. I'm We're, gonna yeah, make yeah. it to Two this office street, and do an interview so thank you very much for having me this has been the best four years of my life my dad loved it when he came. He wished that he had so this. That was so cool that your he dad came He actually wished up. he had this when he was younger just to finish off we used to live in a triplex he had a triplex all his life. Wow. Uh, it's just not the mindset. You know, finance, the 90s, the 80s, all those years. So that got sold. My grandmother just sold her fourplex that my grandfather built in the 40s or something like no. that. No, wow. Yeah, in Montreal. That's how she lived because he died 25 years ago. So she lived off that. She lived off that. and But nobody in the family followed suit. Like, that's where it blows my mind. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, she's 95. She's still alive. She just sold it. She cashed in, paid for Grandfather built it. I have the blueprints of the house. And it was built in the 40s? Yeah. Wow, good yeah, for her. On the island. And, 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 and again, it opens up your mind. I'm like, well, if this lady's living till 95 totally. off of those rents. <laughs> it's not a mystery. Off yeah. one, the thing yeah. that, the, the, one house. Yeah, that's the, that's the crazy thing. Uh, but you know how we talked, Tom, you said no one, do, and I, I know we want to wrap up, but you said no one regrets it in 10 years. You know, we have, I have this one slide that I go over in the Fast Start class. And it's like the power of one property. Because I don't really talk about properties to my friends and stuff. But when they ask me now, I'm like, guys, look. One, if like because of the amount of time, if you hold on to one, the difference it can make in the retirement years mm-hmm. or whatever is vast. That's Crazy. really interesting, man. One, Crazy. one property. My grandmother all those years. opened my eyes to that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's she's so been cool. living, I mean, she's still there, 95, she's kicking. Listen, to wrap this up, your grandmother and your father are allowed to be Habs fans. You, we have to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. I, I, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, I, I, I won't become a Sense fan. I know you guys in Ottawa and Toronto are like big. You know, you guys don't like each other, so I'll stick to Montreal. Yeah. 
I'll take Ottawa over Montreal, just like you'll take Ottawa, <laughs> you're just like you'll take Ottawa over yeah, Toronto. I'm, surpri- I'm actually surprised you're saying that because you guys hate Ottawa. Uh, Habs, my, my, you know what? My high school you. and grade school friends have sc- scarred my soul with, so with the So when Habs. I get my season's tickets, I will to invite, the Bell Center. Yeah, yeah welcome. I'll invite, welcome. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I'll invite you guys for a Leafs game. Thanks, Andre. Awesome. Appreciate Thank this, you. man. Hey everyone, it's Tom. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Andre's just a great guy. Um, we enjoyed a little bit of tequila on that episode, or he did. I was having a mushroom chaga tea while he was drinking some tequila. Um, and anyway, if you are listening to this and you want to reach out to Andre, you can reach him. He was gracious enough to share his Facebook. I think it's a public profile. I'm not sure. Um, I'll just say it. It's Andre Thomas is uh, Andre on Facebook. So you can reach out to him that way if you'd like to communicate. Um, that's it for us. If you're listening to this and you want to start your own journey and you come out, come out to our free introductory training class, you can register and grab yourself a seat at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. That's CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. Until next time, your life, your terms.